It's SOS and welcome to the My Five Cents Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me introduce the characters that are in the building. You already know, on my right, we got HLS. Bitch, old line stepper, I'm here. You already know the story. Me and Boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Never been friends. You still sucking your teeth. I can't stand you. <laughs> on my left. Crossing that boundary already. Already. <laughs> on my left, I got Pete, the logical genius. What up, what up? Let's go, man. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Okay, you ready to get another L? Okay, that that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, we got big guests. Big guests today. Big guest people. And we are just going to get right into it because this person, this man, he, you know, he is a legend. He's a seasoned comedian in the game for almost 30 years. He's often referred to as comedy's king of New York performing in venues like the world-famous Apollo Theater and Caroline's on Broadway in New York City. Mm-hmm. He has headlined his own comedy shows and tours, as well as appearing on shows like BET Comic View, HBO Snaps, and Deaf Comedy Jam. He has worked with celebrated actors like Marissa Tomei, who I had a childhood crush on, Rosie <laughs> Perez, who, did it? who I still have a crush on, John Leg- Leguizamo, Vanessa Williams, along with musicians like Missy Elliott and Wyclef. He's a creator. Yes, say He's a creator and a producer of several podcasts and comedy tours. Despite all of that, if you ask him, he's going to tell you he's just getting started. Please welcome to the My Five Cents podcast, Talent the Comedian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. What up, Talent? What up, what up, what up, fellas? Thank you. Applause. Yo. Yes. What's good? What's good? Everything is good, man. We alive. Everything's Uh, good. Right, right. Facts, facts, facts. In this this world, and after what we've gone through with that pandemic, that's a statement that needs to be said loud and proud. We still alive. We here. We on this planet. So that means we still got a chance to follow whatever dreams we got. We on the right side of the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) on the right side of the dirt for sure for sure so like we're gonna get right into it because you know there's been a lot going on recently for sure but before we get into that i want to talk about because of the topic that we got going on today i i want to talk about bombing on stage can you recall a moment where you may have bombed on stage or, or what advice would you give to someone who has bombed on stage? Ouch, ouch, ouch. First of all, I'm talent. I don't bomb. I never bomb. <laughs> there you go. Let him know. Let, let him know. know. No. You already so know what it is. But let me, it's ironic that we're on here today and that's the first thing we're talking about because last night I'm performing in Bronx in the Salsa Confuego, big venue, and it's myself, Philadelphia's Teray, and D.C.'s the mayor of D.C., uh, Chris Thomas. And, man, he caught a bad one last night, bro. Oh, Yo, oh man. He bumped. Oh, wow. He's talking about the mayor? The mayor. That's what I'm saying, right? Just wow. First was governor. First they took our governor. <laughs> now it's the mayor. Oh, but, yeah, he, he caught a bad one last night. Um, And, you know, we, we uh, revived it. But I can say this about bombing. If you're a true comedian, you love the the art of comedy. When you see somebody bomb, 
it does something to you. Like it's almost watching a relative get stabbed or shot or, you know what I mean? Mm, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel it. Like the people that laugh at that in real time, they not really true lovers of it. Like we, we all laugh at it later. We find the funny in it, mm-hmm. but when it's happening, bro, it's excruciating. Like I told the audience when I went up after that, I said, man, I tried to leave. It was, it was so bad. Hey, I tried to leave, but my Uber canceled twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you're taking this. You're taking this. So I guess I'm going to finish the show, you know, and it worked out for me, but yeah, yeah man, it's to watch. Oh boy. Well, Tal, first and foremost, thank thank you for being on the show. I, I caught your show a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. You opened up for Russell Peters. Yes. Uh, great, great show, man. That 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 porn but I don't want to give it away, but the Pornhub joke got me, man. <laughs> I mean, you can, it's, it's easy to get. You could say like, because it's real. It's like, you know, you you locked in the house. Like in my, a man in my position, ain't no wife in here, ain't no girlfriend. It's me and dog. So yeah. <laughs> it's down for me. I mean, I got to please myself. I said. Yeah. I said, it was unacceptable how long I had to do that. I said, put it this <laughs> Anybody in here ever reached the end of porn, huh? <laughs> nobody in here ever goes dying. up. <laughs> I was dying. But what are, what are the questions I've always wanted to ask, especially, you know, since we have some of your, your caliber uh, and, and, and your, your years of work is the big thing in the last, especially the last few years, and I think comics have always dealt with this, like, but now we have an official term for it now, right? cancel culture how do you navigate that as a comic right because essentially you're you're there to make people laugh and you take stereotypes and exaggerate etc you know cultural differences and exaggerate to make your jokes but now it seems like all of that's being held against people even you know kevin hart had an issue years ago and he wants to be a host and stuff came up from Mm -hmm. tweet you know stuff like that how how do you now being you know since you started 30 years ago and you wrote you know, jokes and, 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 and skits a certain way to, to how it is now. And, and what have you seen for like the comics coming up? Because I feel like it's much harder now to be a comic and to be a really funny comic because you can't do some of the jokes that you want to do, right? Because- well, that's only for, for, again, there's comics and there's comedians. And the difference okay. is us comedians, we are fans of this. We, we love the art of it. Okay. And it's, a lot, it's like a calling. The difference in a comic and a comedian is okay. being- okay. Something or just studying and learning something. It's sort of like a preacher. Dane, like they're called, and then some of them just go to school to learn how to do it. Um, well, the way you handle this, a true comedian, is you don't. You ignore it. Nobody outside of comedy can write the rules for comedy. You, have, you understand what I'm saying? That's like, logic. yeah, no, facts. Anything outside of comedy, this for somebody to go, oh, we, we're not longer saying that, we're no longer saying, it's not natural, it's not real. It's a, it's a written down thing. The difference in why I love stand-up over making movies is because when I do a movie, I'm reading work that's already done. I'm just yeah. memorizing. Okay. Yeah. When I'm yeah. doing comedy, I don't know what's going to happen. Every show's mm. a snowflake. Every single time you touch the mic, you, you, you can't count on the last show, last week, last month. Every show is different. So it keeps you on your toes, so to speak. Now, my thing is like, a, com- a comic who listens to cancel culture, you're, you're already canceling yourself by listening to that. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, my thing is, what we got to learn to do, and this is our real problem as people in this country anyway, it's like, there were there were things that happened in certain elements of time and space. You're supposed to blend and, like, get better, but instead of blending and getting better, people are crucifying a different time and place. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that because those people are pretty much either old or gone but you're applying it to everybody else in this town. 
those of us who are like middle aged, you, you're 40, 50 years old, you're living in a hybrid season. You're living the way you were raised mm, versus nice. the way you changed to be. And that's a hell of a hybrid right there. You know what I mean? So cancel culture, it doesn't exist with me. You know, actually, it made me write a joke about it. You know, so as soon as I get on stage, so people can have a better pre- you know, preparation for what may happen or may not happen. Uh, that's why I came up with my phrase, don't take it personal. Yeah, it's, yeah. Comedy. it's just comedy. Yeah. That came yeah. from actually the first time I did TV, Showtime at the Apollo, a comedian friend of mine who went right before me got booed twice. Oh. Wow. So now I'm already nervous because it's the Apollo, but now mm-hmm. my nerves like quadruple and I felt I had to say something in front of whatever joke I was going to go into. And that's what I came up with because I was like, you know, obviously y'all took, a, I already seen what happened. They took offense to what he was saying. So yeah. I came out there and said, Les, I ain't like that guy. I got one rule. <laughs> Don't tell none of my stuff personal. It's just, just comedy. comedy. <laughs> hey, there we go. Like if you, if you ugly, for example, if you ugly and I say you ugly, you feel He's talking to you. That's the coincidence. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, you can't listen to cancel culture. If you do, you're a comic versus a comedian. I'm not used to people dropping logic besides me. I mean, that was great, right? <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever. I've never heard. I've never arrogance. heard that. And me personally, I've never heard the, the comic over the comedian. Like you, you it makes sense because a comedian's professional. Professional. I feel like we're shit. when it comes to information. We didn't yeah. ask to be put in this spot. Politicians got dirty and and you know and, and had motives or terror motives and was mm-hmm. on taking payoffs. The preachers got caught touching kids and yeah. you know bezeling money and being not not you know what you say you are and so the people don't know who to trust with and i feel like they go to comedy shows now a little deeper than they used to yeah yeah cool yeah that's what's up now we, we just talked about we touched upon you know we're, we're hopefully fingers crossed at the tail end of covid and and how you mentioned you love stand-up as a comic you know you're always testing a new material live like you're always writing jokes and you're always testing out live on stage how do you sharpen your sword as a comedian during this pandemic when clubs are closed and you don't have that, maybe that personal connection with the audience? Well, the main thing about being a comedian is the key thing is talking. So mm-hmm. like we're on a podcast now, you create, and, and that's what most of my podcasts were created from during mm-hmm. the pandemic. You know what I mean? Because now you have that one thing that you didn't have a lot of, you know, that you can't get back time. So mm-hmm. because I'm a talker, and we're sitting still and, you know, we got whatever. I'm like, okay, you can't stop talking. So you got all this social media. You got all the avenues in the world you need. Get on get on Sunday and talk about uplifting. Get on Monday, do a Motivation Monday. Get up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and, and follow the news because, you know, everything's so tragic and people want to know what's going on. Get on Saturday and Sunday, make them laugh. You know, tell some funny stories like you would on stage at nighttime. Play, you know, you got DJ background. Play DJ. Let them be liking DJ right now in mm-hmm. pandemic. So, all of those things, you keep vocal first of all. Yeah. And you got to get creative. That's what I'm saying. Like this whole thing keeps coming back in my mind to those of us who are who are connected to it to the death, and those of us it's something to do. Because mm-hmm. when they said after the lockdown and they was promoting. Outdoors, remember it warmed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody go outside. outside now. Everyone go outside now. Everything outside, outside, outside. So what do we do? Me and my my people who this is what we do. We like let's start doing driving comedy shows. People pull. Uh, mm. Oh, we got the stage set up. The mic, mm. the speaker, still hear us. We still laughing. 
And we did that from the moment they opened up, which was around May, May, June, all the way through New Year's of that wow. main year. That nice. It yeah. got so good. Bigger promotions would pick it up. Live Nation picked it up in Philadelphia. It just started taking its own life. So now this was an element that we added to the element we already had mm-hmm. because we, we in the summertime for comics, when things were normal, everything's different now, but yeah. when things were normal, the summer would be your slower period. Not that you, would, you wouldn't work at all, but you could feel the difference because you're competing with vacation time for most people. So now that we had to be outdoors, it, it, it kind of filled in a gap that we had for a lifetime of comedy. Wow. Understood. Understood. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I don't want to belabor the topic, but of course, we, we got to mention it because, you know, it was a big uh, moment that happened on Sunday there. And, you know, the three parties that were involved, you got Will Smith, you got Jada, you got Chris Rock. And with the topic that we're about to get into, we, we know we're going to talk about embarrassment. Out of the three of those, who do you feel should be the most embarrassed? Well, it's funny because what a difference a day makes, right? Mm. Initially, on, at the time of the smack, it's obviously Chris Rock. You fast forward, not even the whole full 24 hours, it's Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And 24 hours after that, it's Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now working thing, the line. Here's the thing. <laughs> time is a, a hell of a thing, man. With time, everything shifts, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but what happens after it shifted from the first guy, it'll never go back to Chris Rock. It'll just be between True. these two. And, and because either way you can pick your, you know, pick your poison is Jada and Will together. It can't go back to Chris because Chris becomes the hero. Chris, oh, Chris, Chris takes this straight to the bank. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh big, oh, big yeah. time. Did you, did you hear Jim Carrey talk about he would sue Will Smith for $200 million because that lifetime is forever. That moment is attached forever. And, and, and he wouldn't be wrong. He wouldn't be wrong, but I don't think he's going to do it because the more of a high road, see, Chris is on a high road right now. And the more high road he takes is better for him for the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, told, I told a joke last night. I was like, you know how white folks get that control shit. You know, they just gonna <laughs> swap them out. Chris Rock is the new Will Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> swap them out. Watch you start seeing a lot of Chris Rock for the next five years. You're going to be in Bad Boys 4. Watch. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you already know. Like, I think like it would be amazing if they didn't do this, that Chris Rock is going to host the Oscars next year. Like, I, oh, I feel. That, that's a that's a gimme right there. And the funny oh, yeah. thing, he about to be the new dude, because you know what? There's one thing white people know. If they don't know nothing else, they know the resolve it took for him to stand up there like oh. a true and true. not turn that thing all the way black. Yeah. True. All, <laughs> all the way. He had a black moment. He could have turned that bad boy all the way black. And then when the, they go, let's cut the commercial. When they come back, I'm the host. Like, welcome back to the source. <laughs> 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 you think 
do you think i know like with everything conspiracy theorists are out there right do you think it was staged because a lot of people are like no staged you got you got these memes where people are showing angles and how he, his neck was tucking like frame by frame like he was ready they, for the flat. Well, you cannot get rid of the, the q they're gonna be there forever yeah yeah <laughs> but here's the thing the reason that i don't think it's staged is, is, is the one obvious reason who at that level at that height at that moment in their life would do that to themselves yeah it's not like yeah, you would, publicity. Yeah. You would have to come back with a full medical report that he done lost his, he got early onset or something. And because uh, uh, Bruce Willis just came out today, he got yeah, he did. So mm -hmm. you would have to come back with some real medical thing because there's there's a no win in there for him. Yeah. 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 When people stage stuff, it's, it's got to be a win for somebody. For somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the guy who's trying to win, you think Chris Rock said, hey, man, I'm going to tell his joke. <laughs> and if I'm Will Smith, I'm glad that would be funny. But nigga, you crazy? Yeah, like, I'm up for, yeah, I'm up yeah. for an Oscar. I don't need to do that. Yeah, the Oscars. What? <laughs> you snap out of that. That would be crazy, nigga. What? <laughs> for oh, sure, man. for sure. So that's gonna lead us right into our topic of the day. So our topic is we are going to drop our five cents on the most embarrassing moments. So, Talent, we kind of gave you this in the pre-show, but we're going to present our five list. You get to choose who goes first. We'll present our oh. list, and then we'll have a few minutes, maybe two, to cross-examine each other's list while you process. Maybe you've already made your decision by the end of our list. Um, you can question us if you want to. And then you, as our special guest judge, can decide on who is third place and who is first place. We don't care about second. We don't care about second. You second, you last. Second is right? irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, second is irrelevant. We don't yeah. want to hear about that. So, but there is a criteria that you have to follow in terms of your judging. HLS, tell Mr. Talent what that criteria is. It's super duper complicated. There is no criteria. <laughs> Nada. <laughs> right. Nada. It's, it's how, how one of us delivers our list. It's maybe you feel like there's a bond between us. Maybe you feel like someone's the dumbest and they need some moral support. Whatever <laughs> yeah, criteria it, you decide, what, no whatever, ties. it's up to no you. Ties, though. All right, let's go. So, talent, whose five cents do you want to hear from first? I'm going to go with habitual line step. Let's see what he got here. Oh, man. Okay. okay. Uh, here we go. Hey, I'm just going to pre-warn you like here. with a bad appetizer. Like, yeah. Like, what what, like, I mean, what I'm going to warn you is you are gone. about to hear his most prideful moments. He never gets the topic right. So that's never. what you're about to hear. Never. After I'm done, you'll think it's the best. All right. So you're new to this podcast. Thank you so much. But there's this, been this telling of of me and and problems with my urine so i'm going to take it back i'm going to take it back number five in my five cents in my most embarrassing moments i was in junior high school had a part-time job and all of us to dairy queen after work and i'd use the bathroom but someone was in there so i put a quarter in the in the video game started playing the video game inside dairy queen and all of a sudden, I, I was winning. I was a street fighter. I was winning. And I peed on myself because I didn't want to lose. <laughs> so you, I, you peed on yourself playing street fighter? I, listen, 
I peed in myself. <laughs> that's called de- that's dedication right there. So I went to the bathroom trying to play it off. Uh and you know, put put my leg on the hand dryer and nothing worked. <laughs> that that that's number five. Number four, another pee incident. I was in high school this time. <laughs> my man. So I was uh, I stayed over at my man's house uh, and my man had had a super hot mom. She was like Miss Parker from Fridays. OK, I was in the bathroom peeing and she walked in on me uh, and I was oh, midstream. Did you so see I, the moment? Yo, no, I covered up real quick midstream and then I pissed all over myself. Oh, oh. luckily, that bathroom had a shower. So I hopped in the shower and and cleaned up but it it it, it wasn't pretty <laughs> number three moving on to my adult life i was in my 20s i was having relations with this woman doggy style and i used to suffer from a lot of nosebleeds <laughs> as a kid uh, no and out of nowhere all of a sudden boom right right all over her back and she's like what is that wetness i'm like oh kill, kill the whole vibe Number two, I went out. I think Logical Genius was there. So So Juve was there for my birthday Ooh, once. So okay. So Juve tried to get me back for something I did on his birthday. So we're doing tequila shots. I got so drunk. One of my best friends took me home. One of my best friends, a girl, her and her girlfriend took me home. I puked in the elevator to put me to bed. One of her girlfriends was bad, bad. He put me to bed. I had vomit all over my mouth. And I grabbed her girlfriend by the hair and I said, kiss me. I know you want to. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't remember any of this until the next day we went out for brunch. And I'm like, yo, what's up with your friend? Yo, she ain't feeling me. And she's like, yeah, that's because you try to kiss it with vomit mouth. Oh, uh, yeah. You would do something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Line stepper. Yeah. And number one, and this happened not too long ago. I was at this networking event for work. And part of the networking event, we set up these tables and we had this booth, whatever. I was putting things away and I split my pants. Okay, not a problem. I had a long coat. Went to Macy's, got a new pair of pants, come back to work. In the elevator was my executive vice president, my CEO, and a couple of executives. And I was like, oh, they're like, oh, Randy, you went to Macy's? Because I'm like, damn, I got caught mid-work going shopping. And I was like, yeah, I had an accident. The CEO looked at me like, oh, you don't have to tell us all that. She thought I actually pooped my pants. <laughs> but I had to clean it up to be like, no, no, no. I just split. And by the time I was trying to mid-sentence explain, the elevator opened up. People took it off the elevator. And now I was known for the next week as Mr. Split Your Pants. Um, mm. So that's my top five not most bad. embarrassing not moments bad. i gotta i gotta i'm a bit surprised that you stepped your game up i think you stepped up i down. know right that's your game up this week my I, goodness I, i've had some some most embarrassing times in my life it's still not the best but it's your best i guess all right so, so Tyler, who do you want to hear from next i think we need to hear from the logical Himself. Oh yeah, <laughs> Randy Savage over here. Okay, 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 Talon. You, you heard a, an okay list, right? Here's my here's my logic for my list. When I think about embarrassing moments, I think about scarring moments, right? Shit you can't like it impacts you going forward in your life. Any kind of future decisions where you're buying a TV or whatever, it doesn't matter what you do. 
whatever happened to you back then that embarrassed you, just scarred you for life. So I'm going to take you on a journey. At number five, for my five cents, I was big in the basketball. Can't, can't hoop as much as anymore. I'm getting older or whatever. But back in college, we had a big, big, big outdoor basketball tournament. And mind you, this was during the, the and one days, right? So everything was big, whatever. Thankfully, video phones and cameras weren't that big and Instagram and all that stuff. We had a big basketball tournament and included some of the college players from both the men and women's team, right? And you had people that went to school. You had people from other schools. You had people from the hood coming up, you know, because they wanted to see a street ball tournament, right? I'm on a team guarding a girl, right? I'm like, easy. I mean, I'm going to give her a chance, whatever. But she was on the basketball team, right? And, and, and I knew her. We were friends. We were all cool. She did a move on me. I don't know what it was. She caught the ball. I don't remember it because I was like, I, I think I kind of wiped it out of my memory. She up faked me and I went for it and crossed me. And like, I rolled my ankle and I'm thinking, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, I get up, turn around. Everyone's looking at me. Everyone's like jumping on the court. Oh! And for like the, the next two summers, I used to work at this, this footwear. I'm not going to say the name because they ain't promoing us yet. <laughs> um, during the summers at the popular mall in the city back in Providence, every single time I saw a baller, that, that I knew growing up. Oh, remember that time that chick, Love, her name was Love. Love crossed you and everyone's saying, I think I got on camera, I'm like, stop lying, you didn't have a camera back then. Why, why are you lying to me, right? So that scarred me for life, because I'm like, man, I'm, I'm prideful when it comes to basketball, I'm competitive. I see you a Knicks fan, you know, I'm a Nets fan, you know, I'm yes, big in basketball, you know? That was number five. Number four, this involves So So Jude, right? <laughs> this was shortly after college, actually. And we've all this, had these stories. Randy had this story, this throwing up situation, right? So we went out, we somebody, somehow Juve planned a, a club night for one of our, some of our college friends and, and one of these other girls that he connected with. Cute girl, cute girl. Went out, had, had you know, pregame, Hennessy, when the Henny's in the system, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> went to the club, had some more shots, came back. I'm feeling, oh, I'm feeling no. it. I'm feeling oh, it. Oh, right? no. I'm like, oof, you I'm remember this? like this. And the club was right there because it was literally down the street walking back and I'm sitting, I'm like, I'm going to sit down and gather myself because when you feel it, you're like, let me sit down, get my equilibrium. No one move me. No one rocked the boat. I'm putting my head down on one side of the couch. One of our friends, she's like, you can't sit like that. Put your head back up. So I'm like, like this, swinging to one side. Another girl, I think it was Drew's ex at the time, maybe his <laughs> girl at the time. She's like, no, 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 P, lie back down. I'm like, oh, what's going on right now? So the whole entire time I'm getting to a in between a oh, it's getting real wavy. What? It's getting real Why? wavy. Should I be up or down? Up or down? Oh, I'm like, don't move me, don't move me. All of a sudden, up the exorcist time, right? All Oof. over this this girl's couch. Oh. And then the other way, when they push me down, back out. Oof. And she's like, oh my god, I just got these carpets done last week. Oh no, I was half done at this point, right? And I, I remember glimpses that night with people cleaning up. She's on the carpet with a brush, <laughs> like a spray bottle, like scrubbing that shit. And I'm like, I can't help right now. I'm done. I, I'm knocked out. I don't know how she allowed me to sleep on the couch and stay asleep on the couch. When I woke up and saw her in the morning, I was like, somebody get me the F out of here. I was, I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I don't know if I drove that night. If I was Yikes. in the car with you, was gone. So he left me on the couch. I had to call somebody to come pick me back up. So I'm like sitting there twiddling my thumbs, trying to have small talk. And this chick wants to kill me because I... Grew up on a brand new carpets. So that, that scarred me. Hilarious. Number three, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back, back into grade school, back into elementary school. 
So like a lot of most elementary school, elementary school, you go early, so you can play outside handball, play on the playground recess with your, with your pupils, right? Right. And right before class starts, or we have to go back in, I'm like, I got to run to the bathroom. All of a sudden, I farted, right? Mm. And you know when you fart and you're like, damn, did something come out? Like, yeah, like because you feel it, right? You feel you feel something come out, right? You're like, and you're uh. like it, didn't, it wasn't a clean fart, like something, something that you gave birth to something, right? So I went to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, let me go check myself. I unzip, you know, look down, looked at my tidy whities I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm clean. I'm clean, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm worried for nothing. So I go into class. And I sit down and I'm like, ooh, right? <laughs> there, there's something, there's yeah, something with like, you. You I'm are not alone. Like, I'm like, I'm sitting a little higher than normal. Did it switch out my chair? What's going on here, right? And uh, I'm like, all right, damn, I'm nervous. I'm sweating bricks right now. So like, people that know me know when I get nervous or, or eat hot, a lot of spicy, I just sweat, right? All of a sudden, this chick who had his crush on, and this was like fifth, sixth grade or something like that. She's like, miss such and such. Ew, I smell something. I smell something. I'm like, <laughs> like, don't say anything so she comes to investigate i don't know why she's investigating like don't listen to these kids they're liars um, <laughs> you know how kids are <laughs> yeah she comes to investigate she's smelling she's checking every kid i'm like she tells me get up i'm like i don't know how like the shit went through my underwear past my underwear for the point where i didn't see it and seeped out the back of my pants like i don't know the science behind that i'm pretty good at figuring shit out illogical that, that, that was one of the unsolved mysteries of my lifetime. Like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. So now every single time that happens, like I feel like I'm going to fart. So I, I kind of, I kind of check myself before I actually let one go, just to be sure. Yeah, just because of that diet. that trauma from decades ago, right? Number two, everyone gets embarrassed. Why? Because you're dealing with a girl, right? A girl, mm -hmm. shit, a woman always mm -hmm. causes men to do the dumbest shit ever. We all been there. This was eight years ago, maybe. I don't know if you if, if y'all watch the show, but you must know the, the show America's Got Talent, right? At the time, this was when I first started moving, moved into to, to New York. And they were taping at Radio City Music Hall. Talent, you know this. Usually in these tape shows, they, they kind of seat you in certain places, right? They put the audience right. in certain places to fill seats or whatever. So I, I walked in and actually one of the production assistants, one of the girls, I was like, oh, she's kind of cute, but I didn't make a move, whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I was looking good because I was coming straight out of work, business attire, I'm looking fresh or whatever. And I, I'm like trying to eye her, like to get her attention, but she never ignored me. So I was sitting in the back at one time. And then when they finished taping a, a segment or a performer, they, they kind of, again, pushed people up to fill up the seats. So she came to get me and got over there. And I was sitting next to these two older, like white couple, whatever, their race doesn't matter, right? She's like, hey, she, she, she hooked me up. She tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, hey, listen, that girl that just brought you in, she said, I heard her speaking to the other girl over their headset that you were cute. I'm like, oh shit, it's destiny. Like she's feeling me or whatever. <laughs> like, ah. Somehow the show ended. I didn't get a chance. I'm like, all right, damn it, I screwed up. All of a sudden I get an alert saying, hey, we want to invite you back to be an audience member. The next, the next day, the next day, I wait in line for like 20 minutes. The girl that let me in was the other girl that she was talking with. She recognized me. She's like, oh, you're back. I'm like, yeah. Go back in. This time they sat me up. For those who haven't been to Radio City Music Hall, there's an upper level. They sat me in the, the very top level. I'm not going to whole time, like, salty watching this show. And, and again, a show may be an hour long on television, but it's three hours taped. I had to wait three hours, right? <laughs> I go back downstairs. They were kicking everyone out from the main stage. And I, I was asking the ticket lady, I'm like, miss, you got to let me in. It's this Jamaican lady, older Jamaican lady. 
like, listen, you gotta let me in or whatever. She said, no, 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 I can't do it. I gave her the star. I said, listen, girl, I'm there. This is my, this is my, my love story moment. This is my romantic comedy moment. Let me get back in there. Just let me do it. She looked at me. She's like, all right, I got you. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go get your girl. I'm like, I woke my chest out. She walks in. I see her. I'm walking towards her. I, I went from one side of stage. She comes. She looks at me. She turns around. She says, oh, I'm good. And she walks away. <laughs> and I'm standing there like, oh, shit, what just happened? I was like, wait, wait. She's like, no, no, no. Sorry, you got to leave. Bye. Uh, what i went back out jamaican lady chick is like did you get her number did you get her number i was like no and she was like oh i'm sorry she started rubbing my back I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so this was like you like terrell owens when he played the dallas cowboys was, in the middle like, with your arms extended like, legs my, yeah i don't put myself out there like that when it comes to like i don't do these 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 crazy things to like you know to win favors? No, that's not me. But that one shot, I don't know. I felt Destiny was happening. I was like, I guess I was wrong. Destiny shot me in the face. And then Number you got tackled. One, this one involves Juvie. So, so Juvie, again, this was a few years What'd ago. what I do? First trip to DR. First trip to DR. <laughs> Tal, I don't know if you've ever been to DR. Beautiful country. Beautiful country. See that? I don't know if this was day two or day three, but we had breakfast. We met the pool. I'm like, ooh, my stomach started grumbling. Like bubble guts, right? Bubble guts. I'm like, all right, I need to go. Let me go clear this out real quick. And I tore it up the bathroom, right? And like, it, it was heavy. It was like cement shit. Like it was heavy. And it, it had the little twirl, like a dairy, you know, dairy queen. Or for those in there, Mrs. Oh, Mrs. fermented right? early stuff. Deep, right? So I'm like, shit. And for those who don't know, the water pressure in a lot of these island countries suck. So I'm flushing. And that thing just dropped a centimeter <laughs> and just stayed there. Didn't want to do anything else. <laughs> like shit what i do i'm like all right let me try to disguise this a little bit so i i ripped up some toilet, <laughs> ripped up some toilet paper threw on there like they were fucking sprinkles right? <laughs> i try to hide and mask the poop vanilla sprinkles out. on chocolate ice cream I, I was so embarrassed and nervous i walked out i see the clean lady she said well hey how you doing i'm good i'm like um and this is my horrible spanish it's like albano no bueno, right? <laughs> I was doing the spin <laughs> with my fingers, right? And for some reason, I was so nervous. I was speaking with like a Dominican accent. I was like, I know it fleshy. I know it fleshy, right? I know it fleshy. She's like, okay, 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 it's okay. She walks in and I hear her say, ay diablo. Like, and anyone who knows a Dominican knows what ay diablo means. Like, she was like, ay diablo. <laughs> like, she was like, she saw the devil. In <laughs> the devil was in that toilet. Like, oh my God, I walked away and then, she was like to the other cleaning, laugh. She's like, Mira, 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 come. <laughs> she told me what to look. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I needs to say, I had to deliver a nice little tip at the end of my freaking trip. But I was shit embarrassed. Like, she looked, she never looked at me the same way. I know she told I'm the sure. entire crew in that resort of who I was, because everyone after that just looked at me with, with a funny She probably eye. quit her job after every, you. Every employee there, I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Talent, those are my five cents. They're very impressive. Thank so, you. We, there you have it. Like, there's only one man left, Drew. There's Thank only you. one man left, and that's all that's all you have to say right there. There's only one man left. <laughs> so, let me get into my five cents on my most embarrassing moments. And we're gonna bring it back, chilling with this lady that I was interested in, and my boy. We're gonna call him Midnight for this story. My boy, Midnight, <laughs> he, <laughs> he leaves the car. <laughs> He leaves the car and I finish up all night. You know, while we saying goodbye, she takes her hand and flicks her hair back. I go, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Good night, whatever. And I step out. I get into midnight's crib. 
And he's like, what happened? Why didn't you kiss her? And I'm like, what you mean? He like, she gave you the sign. She flicked her hair back. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know that was a sign. Like, I didn't even understand that that was a sign. So next time I'm chilling with her and, and she's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. She gets to my crib and she flicks her hair. You know, she gives the sign. So I'm like, all right, it's a go. So I go to make a move to kiss her. The seatbelt catches me while I'm in mid-air, mid-posture. At the same time, she's giving me the fat Joe lean back, and she is practically laughing in my face. And I'm just like, like, just puckered up mid-air, like, so I'm not going to get any sugar tonight. And she shook her head and was like, nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Number four. See, I don't even know all the details behind this, but, you know, my ex was over. But, you know, I couldn't disrespect the house, like, and have her sleep over. So it used to be like, hey, you come over, we watch a movie. And then, like, late night, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, bring her home. So I go ahead and do that. I don't know what happened. I don't know if we end up getting breakfast in the morning. I don't know. But I was late for coming back. So I get back to my room and I see like my sheets are like all undone. So I'm like panicking because I was like, yo, I did not clean up. Like, so like I'm like pulling up the comforter, the pillow, the pillowcase, whatever it may be. And all of a sudden I hear a whisper in a Haitian accent. My mother saying, are you looking for a condom? (laughs) (laughs) Now, talent, I don't know if you've seen Dr. Strange in those Marvel movies. But, you know, there's that move where they get punched in the chest and then, like, they have an out-of-body experience. Yeah, that <laughs> happened. Like, like, my body was falling, but my spiritual self was like, oh, God, damn, I just got hit. <laughs> so that's my number four. Number three, it's a milestone birthday in New York City. And my boy, I'm going to put that in quotes, oh, HLS. That's we me. We, we decide we're going to the club. We're going out. It's also Power 105's celebration. They're celebrating their anniversary at the time. It's their birthday as well. Somehow, some way, we get in VIP. Yeah, we, we get served. We get served drinks by the most beautiful bartender. I hate when the bartender is beautiful because you just keep buying drinks because you're oh, like, yo, she is so beautiful. You. That's how they get you. Yeah. So I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Talent. I have a question for you. Here we go. After a night of drinking, and I'm saying to you, talent, I am flumb up. What right. does that mean to you? What does that mean to you if I say I'm flumb up? That, that means you're full bar, man. Effed up beyond Ooh, repair. Wow. And, and it's about to blow. <laughs> Thank you. I've probably surveyed a thousand people. There's only one person who has gotten that wrong. And that is the habitual line stepper. He kept feeding me drinks. I so did. we are up in VIP. Yes, we were. I see HLS trying to kick it to Egypt. I was He's, doing you know, so trying to well shoot too. his... Oh, oh girl, she's so, so well. beautiful. Oh, oh she's so, so beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> so he's trying to shoot his shot. I'm like, yo, what is going on here? How is HLS talking to Egypt? And I look over and I see one of my idols, Ed Lover. Mm. And I'm like, oh, snap. This is Ed Lover. Like, oh, snap. So I have to say something to my listeners here, right? Because for me, Ed Lover... Yo MTV raps. That's like the man. 
You know, yeah. who's the man, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is, I, I, I watch you all the time. You're like family to me. People, these celebrities out there that you watch all the time that you think are family, they are not family. <laughs> They're strangers. They so don't know you. Me, they don't know me. So I'm thinking like, all right, he's fam, and I'm going to talk to him like fam. And I insulted the man. Yeah, you did. And the moment it came out of the, the moment the words came out of my mouth, I could see he was offended. And he looked at me like he was offended. And before you know it, the world is spinning. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't offend it. I don't offend it. I don't offend my icon. I'm getting dizzy. I'm like, what? Now it's all hit. All the liquor, all the drinks, all the shots are now hitting me. I'm like, yo, I gotta go. I gotta go. So I'm like trying to throw up. I'm in VIP. I'm gagging over like the garbage pail. HLS can no longer shoot a shot with Egypt. He's like, yo, what is going on? I see Ed Lover in the corner of uh, my eyes and he's looking at me like, <laughs> look at you. Now, now look at you over there, mm. leaned over by the trash can. I'm asking mm-hmm. HLS, yo, stick your finger in my mouth. Like, yo, I just need to throw up. I need to get it out. I need to get it out. <laughs> it, it wouldn't come out. Bounces are like, yo, you guys got to go. You got to leave right now. And HLS, my man, is like, you know what? I got you. I'm going to carry you. And I'm like, carry me? He's like, yeah, I'm going to put you over my shoulder. Like, I'm some little bitch. I'm like, wait, we can't, we can't do that. I had so back. I get to the first step. Yeah, I got to the first step, and I don't know how I got home. So that, I, I totally insulted Ed Lover, and that was definitely my number three. Uh, yeah, okay. changed the trajectory of my life, for sure. Mm-hmm. Number That's, that's, that's your cousin? cousin? Oh, I told you that story after the club. He's like, yo, you, you, yo, your town, you, you heard what the, I was at the club last night. This random cat thought I was cool and <laughs> I told you that story. Yeah. Tell your cousin my bad man. I didn't, yo, he's, he's still, he's still an icon and a legend in my eyes. So like, I, yo, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I, 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 yeah. I'm, this oh. clip. It just when you're done editing, send me that story. <laughs> I, I, I got, I, I got, I got you. I got you oh, for sure. Well, oh, that's a good one. Number two, <sighs> max capacity. See, we threw, we threw a party. And so we talked about Will Smith. Me and my brother, we got the idea from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They threw a big house party, and it was crazy. And we were like, "Yo, one day we're gonna throw a house party just like this." And it got out of control. It did. By the time the police came, I was like, thank God you are here. I've never been excited to see police in my life. That day, I was like, oh, thank God you are here. I need you to get these motherfuckers out the house. Like, this is crazy. We jacked up the floor. My sister's new car, side mirror, got smacked up. It, It was a hot mess. My parents got home, and we did a terrible job of trying to clean up. Like, the keg is still on the porch. I'm scrambling around. I'm looking for my brother and my sister. They know where to be found. Like, out of all days, y'all now got something to do. Oh, I got a basketball tournament I got to be in. Oh, you got you got to go to work. You got to go to work? You don't even work. You don't even got a job. What are we talking about here? So I'm left to fend to myself. And my parents are looking around at all the destruction. You know, they're seeing that the, the freezer in the garage, like the ice is melted. So we don't blew uh, a fuse. Didn't even realize we blew a fuse. My father found like a BB gun in the drawer and he's like, what is this? 
and like it looked like a gun and i'm like what the f- is a gun doing in the crib like i don't even understand like i was just a bb gun oh, boy and so then my father goes downstairs to like check the circuit breaker so my mom you know she's a whisperer she's like hey you you had a party here <laughs> i ain't no mom I, I had a few people over I, like you know four or five people over and she's like four or five people like like that was a lot but it was a, it was way more i hope my parents don't ever listen to this but it was way more than four or five people so then my father comes up it's like this little trash can and he dips mm. his hand into the trash can mm. and he's old school haitian like you know what i'm saying like he's mm, not american so- He's oh. he's Haitian, so there's certain things he don't understand, and he's like, <laughs> "You did? What is this?" And he pulls out a used tampon with his hand. <laughs> Remember what I said about that Doctor Strange moment? It hit me again, <laughs> out of body, like I could die right now. Like I cannot even believe it. I wanted to slap it out of his hand, be like, "Dad, don't touch that! What are you? What are you doing?" Yeah, that party got wild, crazy. My father, and I'm being legit about this, did not talk to me for a year. Oh, it was like, hey, dad. <laughs> like, it did not talk to me for a year. All right. And number one, so I'm in Miami doing some other business. And my man, June, shout out to him. He's an up-and-coming uh, comedian out of Rhode Island. Okay. And we chopping it up on some side projects. And he's like, kind of this, like, yo, what are your passions? What you like to get into? I was like, yeah, you know, like I, I'm trying stand up comedy, you know, so like, you know, I, I try to get up on stage or whatever, maybe he's like, oh, word. He's like, hold on. So he gets on the phone and he's like, bet you performing at the Hard Rock tonight. I'm like, the Hard Rock? But, you know, I'm from the era of, yo, we never scared. Like, nah, like you already booked it. I'm there. So I tell my cousins, I'm like, yo, I'm at the Hard Rock. They're like, yo, you at the Hard Rock? I'm at the Hard Rock, not even really understanding what the Hard Rock really is. So I get to the Hard Rock Cafe, like we at the casino, like, oh, this is like a big deal. There's like people, this this isn't like, yeah, this ain't no little, little thing. So like, I'm like, wow. They're like, all right, can we escort you to the green room? I'm like, the green room? Like, what is that? I'm used to just being in the hallway. What are we talking about here? So I'm in the green room and like the opening act is there. The headliner is there. And like we sang a prayer, and I'm like, "Yo, this is real!" Like we're praying before <laughs> sex. Like, oh man, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm into some stuff. So I get up on stage, and I bomb, like bomb. It was, it was not, it was not what I, I wasn't Nuclear, ready. Huh? I wasn't Nuclear. ready. So I you get off the Jamaican stage. woman to rub it back like pee. Yeah, I needed that Jamaican woman to totally like Seriously. rub my back. It was a nice back so, rub too. Yeah, so I'm sitting in the back, like, because I'm embarrassed. The opener comes on, and he's killing it. And, like, I'm just trying to take tips, like, yo, because he's killing it. It's, like, punchline after punchline. Then the headliner comes out, and he sees me, and he's like, yo, how was it up there, bro? And he daps me up, and he's like, yo, how was it up there? And, you know, all I could do was, like, yo, I, I could shrug my shoulder, be like, yo, you know, like, you know, yeah. I, I had nothing I to say it. to the man, I like, yo. <laughs> I, I, I didn't kill it, that's for sure. So the headliner gets up there. First thing he says is, how about that first guy? Wah, 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 wah. Hit me with the Charlie Brown teacher. <laughs> yo, at that point, yo, oh, the song just played, I, I could have died in your arms tonight. <laughs> it must have been something I said. Oh, boy. And that comedian, 
was Talent the Comedian. He oh. totally crushed me <laughs> on the stage. I never stepped back on stage ever since that day. And that right there is my five <laughs> cents on the most okay. embarrassing moments that I have gone okay. through. Okay. The other list, they were all right, but um, this right here, you, you, this is the realness. You're pandering to the right. judge. You're pandering yeah, to yeah, the pandering judge. To judge. Hey, this is what happened to me. I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, this hey. is this has happened. My chalk was on to, that you stage. You to call the Uber last night? because I mean, that same night because of his performance? <laughs> Your Uber started because of that performance. It was like, yo, we need to come up with an app to get people out of these situations. That's exactly oh, what oh happened goodness. that night. So, Talent, what's going to happen right now, you get an opportunity to just process our list. We'll do a little bit of cross-examination. Go ahead, Logical Genius. Who's the, who's the first person you want to cross-examine? I'm going to cross-examine HLS, man. Like, well, I mean, peeing? Like, peeing in yeah. public? Like, I mean, as a little kid, that's like, that's normal. I mean, that's like, every kid goes to that. Yeah, I was in junior high. I was old I mean, enough to yeah, know. Yeah, every kid goes to that. Unofficially. <laughs> Listen, it was traumatized. Yeah, wet dreams, right? It was a puddle by Street Fighter. When I went in the bathroom, when I came back, it was gone. Then mm. everyone was, I'm, I'm looking at everyone like, y'all know what happened, right? But mm. I'm like, it's, it's like you walk out with that shame. Yeah. And then I had to go okay. there and eat, eat Dairy Queen food while sitting in wet pants. Oh, it was traumatizing. Traumatizing. So, traumatizing. so Juve, I got Not only that. Hold on. I didn't even oh, tell you this part. This is back when they had station wagons. So we all rode home. And I sit in the back of the station wagon with my wet pants because there's so many kids. And I just pretended like I didn't stink like piss. And that right there was the creation of the stanky leg. That's where it all came from, right <laughs> I there. I think so. The stanky I leg. Think so. so, so, Drew, your list. Something you left I, out, and I've been meaning to pick at you for this, right? So, Tal, something you that? left out was when his mom asked him, like, who was here? And it was like five people, whatever, right? I was at the party. So was HLS I. was at the party. You know, we showed up the next day, right? I show up the next day because I'm like, oh, let me find out. I'm like, the house, the house is clean, you know, cleaner than it was. I'm like, ooh, I walk in and I love, I love his parents, right? They're like a second, you know, second parent to me. Talent, yo, this is a Haitian mom asking me yeah. questions. What normally, you normally I get hugs, kisses. Oh, hey, P, how you doing? How's everything? Yeah, I didn't get none of that. I just got a side eye. She was eating some, some soup or whatever. Oh, oh. And I'm like, I'm downstairs. So so was downstairs. I'm like, I'm walking down. I'm like, yo, what happened? He's like, no. I'm like, what happened? Dang. I was like, okay. I said, like, what'd you tell? I told her it was people. I'm like, how many? He's like, five. I'm like, that's not bad yet. She's like, I'm like, but she made she made me write down the names of the people that were here. Why this dude put my name on the list? Talking about snitches get stitches. Like, oh, yo, that's the number of rules of the streets. You put my name down, right? That's a violation of bro code. Them for them, like I'm, I'm the golden child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, they, they love me more than they love him. You know, like, yo, talent. I had to. She, she, she needed names. She's like, I want names right now. Like, I don't. There's nothing I could do, talent. Like, yo, Haitian mom looking at me like yo, I need names. Life was different after them because I used to go and get you know, bowl, food ready, red, you know, ready for me, plated for me. And ever, ever since then, yeah, I you were cut myself and put it in the microwave. I'm like, come on, man, what would you do to me, Jew? <laughs> terrible, parents. terrible. Terrible. HLS, who you have on the cross-examination? What was your number five? My number five? Oh, that was me. That was me getting caught up mid-air seatbelt 
and the lean back, the uh-huh. lean back. Yeah. That was so weak. Okay. How old yeah, were you in that? The amateur hour. It was the amateur oh, hour. It, I mean, I was in college. Oh, like, that's, the worst <laughs> that's the worst part. I was in college. You should have known better. You should have known better. <laughs> that's terrible. Yes, I, I, oh, now I know. I definitely know now to be unbuckled. Like, when you're going to get the move, <laughs> be unbuckled. Fucking mistake. Yeah, I would feel embarrassed if I was you too on that one. Terrible. For sure, terrible. for sure. All right. So, for my cross examination, you know what? I'm not even going to roast anybody. Talent, you know, you know what? Somebody go ahead and play the side music. Talent, I need to talk to you, man. See, there's all these years that have passed. And now that I know today, I stepped on your cousin's toes. I didn't even realize that was your cousin. And you got me back. You got me back. And I'm letting you know, I never stepped on a comedic stage again since that moment. And if you don't pick my list first, I may have to quit this. I may oh, have to quit this podcast. I might have to quit this podcast. And if I quit this it. podcast, these two guys would be lost without me. Oh, and yeah. I feel like we got so, something so, going on here. You're we embarrassing yourself good. right now. This is going to be top so, of your so, list. You're embarrassing so, yourself right now. In front of so talent. I, don't, I, I don't need to roast the other two talents. I do not need to roast the other two talents. I need to have a conversation with you. There's a lot at stake when you pick your list. So it's on you, talent. We yeah. want to hear if you want to provide a little three. feedback before, you know, give us a little bit of feedback before you drop who your third place is. Oh. But it's it's on you. Uh, let me tell you all my criteria of judging. But since I'm a comedian, that's the side of the brain I think from. So I'm going off of a comedian <laughs> and point system. So okay. this three, if you will, it's like you guys just did a set, right? You're telling me you're talking. <laughs> I, I'm looking at like you just got off stand up New York stage and did it five jokes, so to speak. Okay. So that's how I'm judging. I come up with the point system. So the three top things I would be looking for is shock, surprising, and delivery. Remember, okay. anytime you tell somebody's okay. story, you're trying to be captivating. You're trying to get these emotions. That, that's how a story lives. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you lose the component before you get to the end of the story. Like, that's why they read books to kids to put them to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that logic, so, some more logic for you. Because of that point system, I, I go back and I look at each story. There's five of them. And I go, what did it and what didn't do it or what halfway almost did it. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get the point system. So the lowest point system in this would be uh, out of five stories, like two and a half. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Two and a half. That's would be my third place. Came in third place with two and a half, two really good stories. Then one that kind of halfway had you and, and may have lost you or may have took too long to get going. That two and a half points goes to third place. HLS. Oh, <laughs> that's where he belongs. That's where he belongs. A bad appetizer. Wow. Wow. Send it back to the kitchen. Send it back to the kitchen. Because, because he has some nice, he has some good components in there. But okay. were really, really good. He did mm-hmm. those three things. He shocked me. He surprised mm-hmm. me, and more importantly, and to, all the way to the end, he delivered the whole thing. This is like, ta-da, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be third place. Now, same point system used for everybody. So the person who stories were like, kept you in there. And it could mm-hmm. be, a lot of time it's energy, a lot of time it's vocal levity, and you know, all mm-hmm. these little tricks of the trade, but definitely shocking, definitely surprising, and definitely delivered the punch. And I, I want to say it with a high score of four out of five. Yeah, first place would be so so Jew. Uh, the champ is here. The champ is here. Oh, 
I mean, Champions good. The start where you you threw a. It's always that surprise punch that knocks a boxer out, mm. and his stories will start in one place, and I think I know where he's going. But by sentence number two or three, is a whole different story. So now I'm all over intrigued. It's like components of James Bond. You know, you mm. think you know, and then James Bond do some more shit. You know what I mean? You have no okay. idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm Fellas, I own you by uh, any means necessary. Listen, any means. Is, you pander to the judge. Like, we I, have a we've personal never had connection. a guest judge break it down that twice. Way. Look, look, look! I got receipts. I really did. Oh, look at that! It's <laughs> a podcast, folks, but he he definitely has receipts. I got my receipts, so I. Oh, yeah. you're gonna have to send us a picture of that. You're gonna have to send us yeah, a picture of that. We, for we've sure. never had a guest judge break it down to that level using a point system, so it's very, very thought out. So that's why I can't be mad at that, right? Normally, yeah, it's just ah, I'm feeling this person, that person, but that was some 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 logical thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way that, you know, because like I said, uh, I'm about to use my man Chris Thomas like example who bombed last night. He's a story guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. And that crowd, he didn't lay the story out right. He didn't keep the people. So, okay, you know what I mean? And what happens to a comedian when they realize if they're not high and they realize it's not going good, they do what we call shift gears. You try to change the gear to get something to connect with the people. Yeah, and yeah. When it don't happen, you have a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. So with you saying that, like the pivoting that you do, is it that you have like predisposed like jokes in your head that you're like, all right, this ain't working. Let me pivot to this set. Or how how do you pivot from that situation? Yeah. Like, um, well, me, because I'm more of a natural, I would probably find something in the moment. Uh, as opposed to switching to a joke. The only way I would switch to something I got in the Rolodex is depend on the setting. Like, for example, okay. if I'm in a theater, I'm going to the Rolodex because it's too big of a place to find that connection that's relevant for the other thousand people. Now, if I'm in a small, intimate setting, I'll just go get something in the room. You know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm usually really good at, you know, top of the head. I, I do a blend or a fusion of comedy, if you will. I got stuff in the Rolodex but I got stuff in the moment that I can find and, and take us on a journey. And it was like, where did you come up with that? Damn. You know, okay. I mean, just so, so it happened so fast. You can't plan it. You can't yeah. even write. And nine times out of 10, you can't even do it again. Oh, That's the, yeah. a real good yeah. comedian. difference in a comic and a comedian. A comedian tries to recognize and break down and distinguish the difference between actual, just funny. And in the moment, hmm. Something that mm-hmm. yeah, we all we humans, so we always yeah. been in places where something just had like these stories you guys had today. Yeah, you can laugh at them now. You know what I mean? You know because it's after the fact. Yeah, yeah. And it was in that moment. Mm-hmm. If you try to do the exact same thing again, it won't happen. I promise. Useful information yeah. there. Yeah. So, so talent. Um, what what are some embarrassing moments that you would like to share to the audience, or or do you? Yeah. What would be your five cents on? Uh, most embarrassing moments. Like most of them will be other people. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> bearing witness. To, no, but um, I think I got embarrassing moment. One would be uh, definitely, who did I call? I called somebody the wrong name. Oh, it was, uh, I kept calling him Dave Lester. But his name... <laughs> You still can't. You still can't remember the name. <laughs> All right, Dave Lester, it is. No, but it was. But see, the thing is, when you're so, 
when you're so good at what you do, it'd be the mm-hmm. slightest little thing that just embarrassed the hell out of you. Like okay. you rolling, you're on a cute, you're on a ball, and you yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, give it a foot hey, real loud too. Get more. <laughs> <laughs> he did that. Good friend of mine. <laughs> and and it wouldn't be so bad, but he comes over right as soon as he gets, as soon as he grabs the mic, he goes, "Fucking talent, man!" He keeps introducing me. <laughs> 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 so, but when he when he gets off, I'm like, "What did I say?" He said, "You said Dave." I'm like, "It was." He said, "My name is Dave." It's Dave something else, but he's like, uh-huh. "David Hutchinson." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and I did same thing. This is the most the one embarrassing ones of, of screwing somebody's name up. We're in the Bahamas, staying at the Atlantis. Okay. And like you was describing the Miami weekend, it's a big weekend. It's freaking, yeah. uh, it's fucking, uh, what is it, Michael Jordan Classic weekend, right? Oh, okay, okay. I'm talking everything star-studded. Chris Tucker's mm-hmm. comedy house, you know, the comedy club in the place. This, this performing in the theater. I mean, everything is something. Like, every day is a big, wow. like, big stuff. So we're cut, we come from some club in the Bahamas and Nassau, we come back to the hotel and we come into the casino part and the hotel is popping. Like, okay. Got the bar roped off, turned it into like a club within the casino. <laughs> and I mean, chicks are bad. DJ, oh, boy. like, yelling it. So the guy at the door sees me because we, we're just walking, cutting through. We're not going to the club, but they popping. He was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, yeah. and my boys was like, yo, how much? He's like, not the man. Come on, y'all want a section? Yo, get him a bottle. And like, just rolling out the red carpet. And I'm like, nice. I'm not, not going to blow it for my guys. My guys are like this. Eyes are big. Like, we want to get in there with these chicks. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Popping bottles. And the lady, I guess she's the DJ's manager or the club manager, comes over to me and just hands me a cordless mic. <laughs> Mind oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a special occasion. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is giving me free bottles. I don't want to cause no trouble where they hit me with a bill. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I get in the mic. So and the lady cuts it on and she hands it and she's like, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah, New York, baby. I'm doing all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all this shit. Hours. This shit's going on like two hours. So when I first started, and she hands me the mic, and she's like, I'm with, like, pointing, I'm with the DJ, da, da, da. and I'm like, okay, she's like, leaning in my ear, I'm with, da, da. so I hear the name wrong, right? I'm like, okay, you just shout him out, hype him up, oh, about boy. two hours I'm doing this shit. Yeah. DJ, Ray Love, DJ, Ray Love, on the set. Now, the thing about me is, because I got a DJ background, I know how to do that shit and lead in and out of records. I don't have to okay. see. If I'm looking at you and I'm hearing the music, I know when you want to kind of get to the next and I'm hyping, giving him a little space mm-hmm. in the bottom, dropping him. He's killing this shit. DJ Ray Love. Oh <laughs> <laughs> the lady came back. The last call, lights go up. Blah, blah, blah. People start to filter out. We're finishing up the bottle. We nice. We twisted. Lady come over to get the mic, and, and I give her the mic, and she like take the mic with a totally different attitude than the way she oh, gave it. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> My boy's like, yo, what, what the fuck is that? I said, I don't know. What the fuck up, bro. I'll be right back. He goes on a, he come back, he go. And we have this thing when you when you do something stupid called let me get that. And we rub the yeah. shit out of the back of your neck. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know what happened. I'll be right back. He goes, he come back, oh, let me get that rub so fucking skin off my neck. I said, what's the problem? He said, 
The DJ name is T Ski. Oh. <laughs> I said, yo. <laughs> I've been loving this Negro all night. All night. <laughs> Two hours. Yo, and my boy came back before he even told me what it was. He said, give me a neck. Uh, <laughs> he's like, that nigga name is T Ski. I said, yo. <laughs> yo, we walked to our, our room. <laughs> talk about like like the space cadetis moment. I was like, like how is that? <laughs> Tommy Ray, <laughs> nobody correct me. What's wrong with y'all? Nobody, <laughs> not not a soul said, "Yo, look at the sign, y'all." Yeah. Yeah, tap him on the shoulder. And my dudes are assholes, right? So it's three, four more days left in the Bahamas. Everything was a callback to Ray Love. Like, oh, I swear. That's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. Hey, man, you hand me one of them coffees. Ask Ray Love to get me. DJ so much. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. That is probably mad at you switching songs. Why is this this more for coffee? Songs with anger, you know? It's unreal, man. That's probably why it was so good last night, because he was mad. Yo, he, he was killing it. But see, that's a constant profession. That's you go. Yeah. That's the thing. To go back to the to the opening thing is like Will uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock. That's what makes yeah. Chris Rock so special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because in the yeah. heat of the moment, and you know, again, how hard it is, black men restrain when you spit on us, smack mm-hmm. us, or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the heat of that moment, when he should have been on the floor tussling with him, he cracked the joke, yeah. and people laughed yeah. immediately. I laughed outside yeah. the screen. Immediately yeah. after the smack, talking Will walking away. He was like, no, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Yeah. And it, everybody fell out it, it, because that's the constant profession. Yeah. Yeah. True. He turns, he turns a bad funeral, moment into a, a, a comedic, you know. Yeah, we leave funerals and go yeah. do shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Consummate professional. Uh just like you, like I think I felt like you should have just hit him with the biggie voice and maybe it would have been okay. Like I'm not even I'm not even sure what you could have done. Oh my god, DJ Ray Love. That is an awesome story. Uh, Thank dude. you so much for sharing that. Really appreciate you. We appreciate your time and coming on uh the show. Yes, sir. You made the right decision. That's all I have to say, Tom. You made the right decision. These guys are where they belong. He, you needed that Nothing redemption. Respect. You needed that redemption for Ed yeah. Lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. This was Bro. a moment of healing. This was like our red table talk. Okay, this is like <laughs> our, our our black Negro talk. Okay, oh, I sent y'all my my receipt. So yes, yes, set, yes, send that receipt. We're gonna send you that clip. Once again, it is so so Juve the champ. Oh. Saying good night to the people. Uh, Go ahead, great. HLS. Say good night to the people. Good night, people. Thanks so much for joining us again. Logical genius. Go ahead. Say good night to the people. Oh man, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm salty at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, Listen, you know, yeah, it, know. It's, it's it's not a bad loss because I mean, your story was just See, so. Why you always in third place? Every loss is a bad loss. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my embarrassing moments just just weren't weren't the worst, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Mr. Silver Lining, whatever. (laughs) In talent, before you say goodnight to the people, can you give the people that tagline that you give at the beginning of your shows? Because I think people right now, 
at this time really need to hear it. Well, people, anytime you step into a comedy show, remember, there are no rules. It's all holes barred. So don't take none of this shit <laughs> personal. It's just comedy. I say you ugly. You feel that you are ugly. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And we are out. <laughs>